two of jams. What do we got? We got plenty of things, such as Nelson Mandela Day and Caviar Day, neither of which we will celebrate. Did you know Ashton Kutcher had web toes? I didn't, but it sure makes me excited. Did you know that Bill Nye the Science Guy has an army of children? That's good chemistry. And then we'll take a trip with Sir Carter and Rummy down to check out the village people. Do you know the Mongolian princess named Kulukulu? No, but I bet I will. I think it's about time. Let's get creamy. Oh, <laughs>
a very sudden ending. And we're back <laughs> for another episode. Episode four. Season two. Just trucking along here. Getting into the nitty gritty. Almost in the middle of the single digits. Getting in the numbers deep like. Well, that was DOA, aka don't overanalyze. Dogs often... <laughs> uh, oh! <laughs> By the Foo Fighters. You know what else the Foo Fighters like to do? What? Celebrate holidays. They do! Now, here's one thing I don't understand about the Foo Fighters, though. How come it's not the Food Fighters? <laughs> Are they specifically only fighting with food? Oh, Kung Fu? Uh, yes. Or Tofu. Tofu Fighters. I believe it's Tofu. But anyway, <clears throat> did you know that it's World <laughs> Listening Day? I did not. And that's why we listen to the Foo Fighters. Yes, what'd you say? Oh, it's uh, National Caviar Day. It's also Nelson Mandela International Day. Ooh. Oh, not National Day. International Day, sorry. Hey, you know what else is a uh, holiday day? What? National Perfect Family Day. Yeah, that's a weird one too. Uh, you know what was weird about that one? <laughs> it's uh, what? Perfect Family Day, and the picture is just like this picturesque white family <laughs> with the tall dad cooking and then the mom like setting the table and two little... A little boy and a little girl is like, oh. You know what, fam- like, perfect family day I celebrate? What? Any family. Yeah. We love diversity. Yes. Joe, didn't you say you had a little story or something? Uh, yeah. Before, before we get into our uh, holiday jams? Yeah, I got a little preview. A little rant or whatever. Okay. Rant um, away. I wrote this drunk. So, I broke my bed this week. It was an Amazon bed, to be fair. After two weeks, I found out it actually was not broken, but just off the hinges. I was fully prepared to be sleeping on a mattress on the floor for a while. Thankfully, I did not have to stoop to the borderline homeless person. Speaking of homeless people, how do they sleep without pillows? I see it all the time in Philly, and it always blows my mind. What's up with sleep number beds? (laughs) (laughs) If there are two numbers, how are you supposed to have sex? Is it just your comfortability? Is there a sex comfortability? Because maybe I like sleeping on a soft cloud, but fucking on a concrete surface, or vice versa. (laughs) Someone from Serta, please respond. (laughs) Wow. And that's Joe's drunk thoughts for the week. (laughs) That's awesome. So, speaking of Sirtis, what the holiday do you want to celebrate? Well, I really want to celebrate Perfect Family Day. Oh, goody. Yeah. You know how I want to celebrate that? How? With lots of screaming. Okay. <laughs> I think they're screaming in the song. I like to play Welcome to the Family by Day to Remember. Oh, you know, I thought about that one. Did you? That's a good one. It is. Okay. Off the album Homesick. Perfect Family Day. Yes. Scream. On James. <laughs>
Wow, what a perfect jam for a perfect family. <laughs> really gets the ups and downs of the family relationship, but hey, it's yeah. the small things that make everything perfect, right? Really does, really does. And so I kind of feel like I need to continue on the uh, line of jams about a holiday that are kind of the opposite. Yeah? Sort of. Tell me. Sort of. See, I'm between two and both of them are a pretty big stretch here. Or dead on. No. Should we do another Perfect Family Day Jam? Or should we do a World Listening Day Jam? Well, I feel like our whole episode is kind of a World Listening Day Jam, so we're kind of celebrating it, right? I feel like we always celebrate it. You're welcome. Holiday. Alright, so to celebrate this Perfect Family Day, I always think about, you know, when it's a perfect day with your perfect family, Uh, you're out having a picnic, out by like a pond, and then your kid's fishing, and then he like goes to throw the fishing rod out and he like accidentally hooks your mouth oh, man. and then you're like you little fucking asshole Perfect. and then you chase him around but you also got a hook in your mouth so you're more concerned about that and he gets away and then you <laughs> tell him he's adopted and oh, yeah. then your wife's like honey you're like what she's like we weren't gonna tell him until he was 18 and family twists he starts to cry and then you know he ends up you know burning the house down tears of joy and insurance money <laughs> yeah, you know, just a nice day. Uh, so when I think of a nice family fun day, it just always rhymes with like kind of cheesy music in the background. Mm-hmm. And this is a jam that I've kind of been holding on to recently that I really wanted to listen, just to play. Let it free. So I'm going to let it free because I think of perfect family days taking place like outside on a picnic in nature. Yes. So this song is called Nature. Oh. And it's got a real cheesy feel to it, honestly, at Rubble first, on. but it, uh, it's fun. It's a fun little jam that I would imagine... You know, having fun with my family, maybe chasing around a little bastard who just hooked me in the mouth. Burn your house down. <laughs> yeah. So this is Nature. Uh, the band is called Walla. W-A-L-L-A. Not Wally. Walla. And that's now. How about that? Let's celebrate. Okay. On jams.
Didn't you just get good images of a dad chasing a little bastard around the shoreline, his wife planting flowers and kids climbing trees and scraping knees and I definitely felt the uh, red and white tablecloth that they're all laying on. Anyway, that was Nature by <laughs> Walla. That was a fun one. Yeah, it is fun. And you know what I bet that dad did when he caught that kid? What? Bet he hit him. <laughs> <laughs> Quick hits. What a smooth transition. I'll start us off. Do it. So the Struts put out a new song. Oh! If anybody's a fan of the show, they know that I am a uh, fangirl for the Struts. The song is called One Night Only. It's really solid. There's a lot of Queen aspects thrown in there. As always. Obviously, yeah. Obviously, they're big influenced by Queen, but especially in the guitar playing in this song. Very Queen-esque. It's pretty cool. Also, Beyonce had her kids. Did she? I think I knew about that when it first happened and I forgot. But yeah, apparently she had them. Uh, guess what their names are. I know one's name is Sir. Yeah, Sir Carter. Huh. What's the other one's name? <laughs> Rumi. R-U-M-I. So it might be rummy. I don't know why. So I saw the thing that like people were suspicious when their record company like bought the rights to those names. Celebrities, man. What? They can't just pick like, oh, his name's Dave. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a good guy. Ah, whatever. Wait, so now you can't name your kid Rumi? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can't write a song about it. Uh, anyway, what do you got? Weird. So Spotify was hit with a big lawsuit. They're being sued by Frankie Valley, a Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, for illegally distributing "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You." So Spotify tries to settle it for forty-three million dollars uh, to make them happy, and they said no. Oh. So it's gonna be a long, drawn-out lawsuit. God, the pain in the ass. Yeah, it is a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, who the fuck is Frankie Valley? He's like old as hell. Yeah, who cares anymore? He's from Jersey, by the way. Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I had that too. Weird. Yeah, well, you know, listen, so I've seen a lot of people getting real butthurt about it, and I don't really understand why. Because, here's why, I'll tell you right now. I thought of it as soon as I saw him on it. You watch TV shows to get away from reality. Mm -hmm. Big pop stars you hear every day on the radio, they're all over the place, and you see the celebrity in, like, your show that you got to get away from, and you're like, this ginger fuck just ruined my <laughs> show. <laughs> I guess you're right. You know? Yeah, that's a good argument. It didn't really bother me. But I know there's some people I was watching with it who were like, why the fuck is that Sharon in here? I was like, yeah, shut up, I can't hear it. I think it's more annoying that he was singing, too, you know? Yeah, it's a new one. And then just like, catch it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Buy it on iTunes, it's right. $500. Yeah, I don't know. You got another quick hit? Yeah, I do. So this is kind of cool. There's this five-part HBO documentary coming out, which is about Dr. Dre hmm. and his relationship with record producer Jimmy Iovine. Iovine? Jimmy Iovine. Let's go with that. I saw a small preview of it, like a clip from it. Um, about Eminem in where they discuss how they found Eminem and Eminem's in it hmm. and he's talking about the first time like he came into the studio and like they wrote uh, my name is the first time they ever met but I always knew that like Dr. Dre found Eminem but did you ever know exactly how it happened? No. Apparently Jimmy Iovine or whatever his name is had an intern who went to see an underground rap battle Eminem was one of the guys who was like damn that dude's pretty good and was like yo dude can I have one of your tapes and Eminem kind of just like Threw him a tape, like, yeah, whatever, dude, here you go. He brought that to Jimmy's desk, gave it to him, and was like, hey, check this guy out. Jimmy was, like, not the hip-hop side of the duo, so he gave it to Dr. Dre, and Dr. Dre was like, oh, shit, and the rest hmm. is history. That's like the end of 8 Mile, kind of. Except yeah. instead of walking away, he gives his tape to somebody and becomes yeah. famous. I'm always interested in anything that Eminem's in, because he's always, like, kind of uh, secretive about his life a little bit. Yeah. So, like, when he was in, like, uh, what was that one movie? The Interview? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you guys think? Uh, like, I've been dropping all these hints that I was gay this entire time. <laughs> yeah, right. And then the last thing I have, uh, this is more of a uh, recommended jams. Wait, is it so a happy one? Yeah. 
Yeah, can we end on yours? Because mine's super sad. Okay, oh yeah, depress me. All right, all right. So deflate me like a balloon. All right. So did you hear about R. Kelly? I heard something about rape. It's not or kind child of sex prisoners. That's prisoners. Yeah. Oh god. He's got like a sex cult. Oh. And so it's like not really. I mean, it's willing. Oh. But okay. at the same time, here's how it works. He would tell <laughs> the big breath. <laughs> he's like forty. He's like almost fifty. He's got like multiple houses with multiple sex slaves in all of the houses. He has a housewife in all of the houses. So he, what he does is he gets Instagram models who are like nineteen years old and says like, "Hey, I'm gonna get you rich. Just gotta bang me, whatever." So come to my place. And there's other Instagram models there. He has a housewife there who's about thirty. And what he does is he takes them to a place, leaves them there, and then he leaves and goes to somewhere else, like a concert or, or like a show he's doing or whatever. The housewife explains to the Instagram model how R. Kelly likes to have sex what he enjoys how they're supposed to behave around him like it's to the point where the slaves they can't even like leave a room without asking him or they get their ass beat the girls get their ass beat yeah dude he's fucked up man he married a girl at 15 years old wow what? when? the girl was 15 that's why he was like in trouble the first time Jesus yeah whoa Yep. R. Kelly. I guess we know what the R stands for. Yeah, the one girl was like, R. Kelly's great, but Robert Kelly's a dick. <laughs> Whoa. Pretty intense. Uh, what do you have? <laughs> you know, this is going to make the title of what I'm about to recommend <laughs> seem very inappropriate. What is it? So recently, I took a trip to New York. And on the four-hour drive north, friends and I in the car, I was the DJ. And I came across a playlist on Spotify because I wanted to change it up. Like, put on some playlists I never heard before. So I, <laughs> so I came across the playlist called creamy tracks <laughs> and i was like hey guys like do you want to listen to some creamy tracks and they were like haha no that sounds weird and i was like okay whatever so i just at one point randomly turned off my music and put on creamy tracks without telling anyone why is there so much r kelly <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be awesome yeah. it's an awesome playlist and creamy tracks it's a great title for it so i recommend James' recommendation, the Creamy Tracks playlist. That's all I got. And, you know, R. Kelly, you just ruined it. I'm sorry, dude. Like, you ruined bad. my Creamy Tracks. Well, the next track coming up in our Creamy Jams is uh, pretty violent. So I guess it's right in line because we got a celebrity. Whoa! Oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh, oh. Returning champion, Ashton Kutcher. Fuck you, Ashton AKA Kutcher. Punk Boy. <laughs> yeah, punk bitch. Uh, he has so far defeated Jake from State Farm, mm-hmm. and in a surprising upset last week, defeated Mr. T. Was it that surprising? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. So this week, he's got a, I think this might be the fall of Ashton Kutcher. Who is it? Bring it. I don't know if you're ready. I'm ready. This week, he's going up against... No. Oh, shit. That's a good, uh, that's an intense one. Yep, Bill Nye the Science Guy coming at you, Ashton. Heavy fisted, let's Mm -mm. go. Heavy fisted, so you know, let's let the uh, reigning champion present his first skill, first round, skills. Well, first first hit, he uh, robbed his school and got arrested for stealing money and was charged for third degree robbery when he was younger. So he's a felon. Bill Nye will examine the particles of your brain and make you realize the point of existence until your brain melts from pure knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ashton Kutcher uses a pseudonym, aka his middle name, Ashton, instead of his first real name, Chris. Deception. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill Nye can convince you that global warming is fake and have you stand by an ocean until you drown. Perfect. So he 
makes me stand by an ocean until I drowned. Well, Ashton Kutcher actually has two webbed toes. We can swim fast and stab him in the face. Does he really? That he does. Well, Bill Nye's last move is that he has an army of children who build weird scientific homemade experiments. <laughs> that will back him up and are also very intelligent. <laughs> also true. Boxing match. So, I was gonna give it to Ashton Kutcher right off the bat originally. Bill Nye's got that reach. Mm, and you don't does. want to underestimate a man who's got that kind of knowledge. I feel like Ashton Kutcher's a kicker though. I feel like Bill Nye's probably pretty clumsy too. I'll get that with He's Ashton kind of a nerd. Now, personally, I would definitely go out to lunch with Bill Nye. I thought long and hard about this one, <laughs> and I thought about somebody who, first off, I was like, who would I want to go out to lunch with more? Bill Nye the Science Guy. Can you imagine all the stuff you could talk about with Bill Nye the Science no, Guy? No, because I know nothing about science. You I'm don't need there. to. He'll teach you. No, he won't. Yes, he will. That's what he does. I don't think so, He's man. the Science Guy. No, I don't think so. He teaches you. He teaches children. That's why he's got an army of them. I think he judged me about talking about how perfect families are. Or <laughs> <laughs> well... Sounds like we need to call on an outside consultant for a tiebreaker. I can't agree more. So, call Alfred. Call Alfred. Yo, yo. Alfred! Hey, Alfred. It's Mark and Joe. What's up? So, quick question. How would you feel about being a guest on Jams? Oh, over the phone? Yeah. When is that? Right, right now! now. <laughs> oh, no. Do you have about uh, one minute? Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> okay, good. So, we got a new uh, segment here that we like to yeah. call Celebrity War, uh, in which we pit two celebrities against each other in a battle yeah. of skills is the first round. The yeah. second round is a boxing match. And the third uh, round is who would you rather go to lunch with? All right. So, this, this week, we have the reigning champ, Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher versus Bill Nye the Science Guy. Ashton Kutcher versus Bill Nye? Yep. Alright, that sounds good. First round, skills. We'll do one on one. Bill Nye's first skill is that he's so smart he can examine the particles of your brain and make you realize the point of existence until your brain melts from pure knowledge. Like that day uh, at Danny's? <laughs> Something like that. Alright. All right. <laughs> Ashton's first move. He uh he robbed his school and got arrested for stealing money when he was younger and got charged for third degree robbery. So he's a felon. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a skill? Okay. <laughs> Bill Nye is also super smart, so he can convince you that global warming is fake and make you stand by the ocean and watch until you drown. It's pretty fucked up, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashton Kutcher has two webbed toes, so he can swim fast and kill Bill Nye after he tries to get him to drown. That's, okay. that's a good, good counter. Lastly, Bill Nye, from his days as Bill Nye the Science Guy, has amassed an army of children who build weird homemade experiments and will do whatever he bids. That's very creepy. <laughs> and lastly, for Ashton Kutcher, he has he uses his pseudo name Ashton instead of his middle or his real name Chris. So he's very deceptive. So round one, who takes it on the skills round, Bill Nye or Ashton Kutcher? Well, you already got it on Bill Nye. Fucking Wait, what? He get fucked up by those little kids. All right, round one, Bill Nye. Okay, round two, boxing match. We were kind of torn on this one as to who would win. Bill Nye's got reach, but Ashton Kutcher is, you know, not a clumsy old man. And a convict. And a convict. <laughs> convict. Yeah. I give that one to Ashton. Ooh. Okay, fair enough. Now, this is where it gets dicey. Who would you rather go to lunch with? Ashton. Ashton Kutcher. No! <laughs> Can't Bill Nye dethrone him. Like he seems like he would be a dick in, in person. Right. Bill Nye, God Dude. damn it. <laughs> you can't dethrone him. He seems like he'd be a dick. 
You know, I was like, there's no way Ashton Kutcher's gonna beat fucking Bill Nye the Science Guy. God damn it! You know what, Alfred? Thanks, Alfred. I started, I started to miss you, and it just went away. Oh, I'm, I'm just kidding. You rock. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Alfred. All right, peace, guys. Bye. <laughs> I don't fucking believe it. I don't fucking. It's can't always lunch. Beat him. Why? Why does everybody want to go to lunch with Ashton Kutcher? Oh, for four, baby. God damn it, that's three. Jake from State Farm won round one. And Ashton Kutcher's won every episode uh, since. Yeah. Fucking Ashton Kutcher. <sighs> it's all right. You know, I I had one this week, and I was like, no. I'm not going to that. But see, now I'm double guessing myself. Would anybody really want to go to lunch with that guy over Ashton Kutcher? Like, you picked the perfect lunch, man. Seriously. All right, what's next? Do I even care anymore? <laughs> Fucking album review or something? Yep, let's do All this right, album review. Go review. ahead, get it on. All right, so this week. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I did uh, the album Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples. Great. <laughs> Uh, it's easily a top 10 album of 2017, maybe even top 5. Whoa. Yeah. It echoes Kanye West's experimental sound, but Vince tries to get as many words out as possible, so you kind of get lost in his raps. He started out affiliated with Odd Future with Tyler the Creator, and has steamrolled into his own type of hype. Every album has taken a step forward, and this album I would call electro-aggressive hip-hop. It's an acquired taste, but give Vince Stables one or two more albums in the direction that he's going, and he'll be up there in the conversation with the best rappers out there if he isn't already. Jams, calling it now. Give him a year. Give him until next season. He'll be he'll be talked about. Jams prediction. Uh, so the song I'm going to do... Oh, actually, I'm going to let you pick this one. Oh, okay. 745 or Big Fish? Mm, Big Fish, because I like that movie. All right, that's it. Big Fish by Vince Staples. Featuring Ewan McGregor. <laughs> no, it's actually featuring Juicy J, though. Oh. On Jams! On Jams. <laughs> You can get anything you want. You know what I'm saying? You want that over there? You want that over there? Got you. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling, so far from my past misfortune. No sleeping, late nights, no eating, gun squeezing. I'm a real artesian, Ramona. I was round that counter, still down. I'm a North North soldier. G slide, right down Sawyer. When we slide, you won't see morning. Another story of a young black man trying to make it up out that gym. Goddamn, back, back, let me make my bands. Got plans. If you hating, don't shake my hand. Take it easy, homie. Reminiscing, sitting in that. Bins of the 22 bus stop way back when with the 22 five shot eyes on scan for the click clack clap or the boot bop bam cuz I was up late night balling counting up hundreds by the thousand I was up late night balling counting up hundreds by the thousand I was up late night balling counting up hundreds by the thousand I was up late night balling counting up hundreds by the thousand It's 
funny how I was going crazy not too long ago. Women problems every morning like the more show. Swimming upstream while I'm trying to keep my bread from the sharks. Maybe want to put the hammer to my head at the park. Politicking with the kids, trying to get them on a straight path. Got the lanes mad, know they hate to see me make cash. Got the space dash in the forum with the GPS address to your mama house. Conversation, conversations, what I'm all about. Took the smart route, never been marked out. Should have been dead, bro. Should have been shocked out, but it didn't happen. Now it's time to get it cracking. Quarterback, I'm like I'm 40. Water, mix the holy water with the Voss. Wanna be the boss, then you gotta pay costs. Learning from the dog, I'm from Long Beach. That's a city where the skinny carry strong heat. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. I was up late night balling. Counting up hundreds by the thousand. What was that? That was Big Fish by Vince Staples. What'd you give that album overall? I don't know, like I'm still trying to get used to, you know like how when rap changed and it was like all like the people that like future, where you couldn't really understand them. This is like a completely different direction of rap and it's like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to like. I like Vince Staples because I know it's like older stuff but this album, still getting used to. Neat. Well, I have an album too. Tell me about it. My album is called, How Did We Get So Dark? by Royal Blood. Hey. The English duo are back with their sophomore effort. I saw them a couple weeks ago. They're just great. They're great. Love everything about them. And I was super stoked about this second album. The singles that came out were good. All the other songs they put out were good. Even the little like one-off songs that they put out were good. And uh, overall, this album stays true to the hard-hitting and heavy headbangers of the previous album and keeps up with their tradition of writing fairly simple songs with just enough unexpected flair to keep you on your toes. I think it's the fact that he plays bass, which gives it this heavier feel, and his vocals are just different, I guess. They're very unique. They're very royal blood. Would you call them alternative? No, I would call them hard rock. In this album, there's only one significant turd, which is pretty nice huh. because, you know, usually albums usually have at least one or two turds unless they're like total wheel all star albums. Now, that turd is called She's Creeping, it's the only song that I just think is a total miss. It's okay further in the song, but just the beginning is just so ugly that I just, I can't get past the verses to get to the good chorus because there's too many ugly verses. And honestly, on the first listen through, I was underwhelmed and I didn't listen to it again for a couple days. But now, now that I've listened to it a few more times, I can't decide whether I like this album or the first album more. Oh, damn. So it's a really great album. It also includes the song, Where Are You Now? which was originally released as a vinyl song and like just a one-off track for some TV show. So they re-recorded it for this. It sounds a little different than the vinyl, but if you never heard it, you would never know. Some standout tracks, in my opinion, are pretty much all the singles. The singles that were released before were Lights Out, I Only Lie When I Love You, and Hook, Line, and Sinker. All those are awesome. Other standouts are Hole in Your Heart, and in my opinion, Look Like You Know. There's even a slow song called Don't Tell, which is really slow, especially for these guys and I just think it's awesome. And usually I'm fairly critical of slow songs because they bore the shit out of me. Royal Blood is a pretty simple band. Like they don't do anything crazy. I also thought that this album was a little more melodic than the last one. Thought the last one was more about headbanging. This one is also about headbanging. <laughs> don't get that mistaken. But it's also more about just like being well written and well put together. I think they might've had more influence from like producers and stuff. Anyway, overall eight out of 10, consider me a happy camper. Yeah. Jam I picked. It's gonna be Look Like You Know, which is a really great jam off the album. Every now and then there's a little, little things that'll pop up, whether it's a little like wee from the bass or just that. a nice little drum fill in the background. 
But uh, as I mentioned before, there's these nice little touches that Royal Blood throws into their simplicity to make them exciting and make it unexpected. So that is the jam I got coming up right now. Look Like You Know by Royal Blood off their second album, How Did We Get So Dark? On Jams. Say my prayers every night But no one's there to make me cry Holding on, nothing's changed Same old love, just me Like you know, by Royal Blood off their second album. How did we get so dark? <laughs> and I think we need to take a second and talk about how creepy this Snapchat update is. Yeah, no, let's do that. <laughs> I'm at this thing because I, I think Joe has just discovered it for the first time after yeah. my suggestion. How does it make you feel? I feel violated. Yeah, and I feel violated for everybody else. For those of you who don't know, this is the Snapchat update that makes you able to zoom out and see a map of where everyone is if they allow it. Why would you allow this, guys? I allowed it over the 
weekend when we were off in New York just because I wanted to see if you got like six of them together, whether it looked like they were partying. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Oh, it just so makes everyone know exactly where you are. Yep. Anyway, that was that. Uh, I got a cool offstage story for those guys. Hey, what is it? So the two of those guys, they were childhood friends. And then they formed the band Royal Blood after their singer returned from a sabbatical in Australia. Does that mean just they it's just like some rel- work, right? it's like some religious thing, which uh, is confusing. I thought a sabbatical was like you take a month off because you've been working too hard. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, it might be. I don't know. <laughs> Jam's unsure. But in Australia, apparently, he had been in a band where he used that name and came back was like, "Fuck you, it's my band name." So then. used it, and that's how Royal Blood came to be. Yay! Yay! Do you even off stage? Well, Vince Staples, he was in Odd Future, like I was telling you about with Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know him, right? Mm-hmm. Well, his whole Odd Future thing, Vince Staples was one of the first to leave that group Odd Future and try to do their own solo thing, and he did pretty well, and then a bunch of other guys left, and they all have their own solo careers, but Vince Staples is definitely doing the best out of the Odd Future group, which is no longer together. I've also got some on this day. Oh, tell me. So on this day in 2013, the government of Detroit, with up to $20 billion in debt, filed for the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. Holy shit. Way to go, Detroit. You lost Eminem, you lost everything. <laughs> Seriously? Maybe it was the automobile industry, whatever, who knows. <clears throat> no, there's also a birthday. Pretty fun one. Ooh. Glenn Hughes, who you might know better as the biker from The Village People. Oh, that's uh, my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. So he died in 2001. He was only 51 years old. Uh, he died of lung cancer, but I didn't know this. But apparently he became so, in, he became really influential in the disco scene dressed as the biker. He just responded to an ad in the paper looking for macho men and uh, became like an icon of the village people and then just an icon of like the disco scene. And he would always go out dancing and do all this stuff. And when he died, he was buried in his biker outfit. <laughs> uh, I got a couple things. Okay. I got a random badass fact of the day. Ooh. So uh, a Mongolian princess named Kulu Tulum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, insisted that the key to her heart and to marry her was in her butt in her butt <laughs> <laughs> no the insisted that the key to marrying her was you had to beat her in a wrestling match the catch if the man failed to beat her they had to surrender one of their horses to her. so 10,000 horses later and 10,000 blue balls later <laughs> princess Kalutalu died single <laughs> or maybe oh she's just turned on by horses what the fuck <laughs> Have you checked the sources on that one? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's real. Uh, So on this day in history, too, The Dark Knight opened up with the highest grossing weekend. Pretty sick movie. It is. is Pretty sick flick. Hey, Mark, one more thing. Okay. Uh, I got a joke for you. Okay. Why are pirates so mean? I have to do it. (laughs) (laughs) They just want the booty. They just are. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Fucking A. Well, that's what I got. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I'm done. I I have nothing else. I'm finished. Goodbye. Okay, well, (laughs) see you next time.
god. You have bar opener? <laughs> Table. I don't know how to do that. Do you? Yeah. Just gonna put a giant oh, dent. Oh, rocker. It makes me miss Keenan. Keenan. Piece of cake. Don't drink it. Don't, don't, oh, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> that worked out the worst possible way it possibly could. All right. Sorry about that. That was. I can't disagree. <laughs> Probably haven't heard, but it's a new. Oh, shit. Let me re-say that word. <laughs> this episode will be titled Ashton Kutcher the Bitch. <laughs> or Ashton Kutcher, Punk Bitch. I love it. Fucking bullshit. Oh, oh, how do you spell that? Mm, you spell it B L O O O B P H. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bloop. Bloop. Uh, my album is called. Want to do a coke and try to predict the future and do three more gems? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs>